Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final episode of the 2022 CFL season. We've wrapped up the Grey Cup. All the awards have been handed out. We're starting to see guys already do their NFL workouts. But before we get too far into the offseason, we wanted to get together and talk about the year that was CFL 2022. This week on the pod, I know you won't believe it, we are four strong. Oh. Myself, Matt, Woo! hello, Tyler, say hello, Woo! and the Pred King himself, Peter. All hail. All hail. Hello. Peter, <laughs> nice say work. hello. So, what we're doing today is pretty simple. We're going to recap the Grey Cup. Uh, we're going to talk about our awards reaction to the uh, Grey Cup MOP and MOC. We're going to crown Peter the Pred King and basically give him a platform to talk to all his, uh, you know, supporters, supporters, loyal fans, minions, yeah. minions. And then we will uh, throw a couple 2023 Preds out on the table for you, so we can, uh, you know, always get, always have a Pred or two out there. Always have a take ready. Simmering. Gotta have a take ready. Okay. With that being said, we go to the 20, to the 2022. 109th Grey Cup game. The Toronto Argonauts defeat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by a score of 24 to 23. This game had a little bit of everything. Special teams ruled the day. There were multiple missed field goals, multiple blocked field goals, a punt return touchdown. Insanity. It was pure insanity. At the end of the day, the Argos come up on top and end the Bombers' reign. No three-peat. The dynasty is over. Boys, as you're watching the game unfold on Sunday, what thoughts are going through your head? Gotta say, we talked about it last week, but the Bombers failed in doing the things they do best. And the thing they mostly do best is lose when Zach, or win when Zach Caleros is not playing well. Yes. And finally they had a game where Zach Caleros played probably the worst he's played all season. Obviously we've got the ankle injury. Um, that we really don't know how much it affected him. It seemed like he was fairly mobile, but not making the same kind of cuts and rollouts that he used to uh, and and was doing a lot earlier in the season. So that's a challenge. Um, But, you know, a kind of a big failure on the O-line part, allowing four sacks uh, for the Bombers, not great. I mean, that's Saskatchewan-level stuff. That is, that, you know, we often talk about the magic of Mosaic. Maybe there's a little bit of dark magic in this case. Maybe so. Casting a spell upon the Bombers. Bad luck. What is wild is that the Bombers played their worst game other than the garbage time games at the end of the season. Um, And they still, like, almost won. Took this one. So, like, maybe the Bombers are just, like, the best team in the CFL. And it takes an absolutely abysmal game for them to lose by one. This is, I think, a pretty fair, fair thought. Tyler, what about yourself? What do you, how did you see the, How did you feel when the game was unfolding? Well, first I thought I was right. Okay. Because that's what I that's what <laughs> I tend to do. That's what I tend to do generally with most things. If I'm right about something, is I'll Johnny congr- I, get I, away I, with this. I'll congratulate no. myself. First. Tyler, I've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> I, I, I'll usually congratulate I'm... myself first, so I did that first. Um, okay, that's good. It, okay. it became a slop fest. Like I it said, was it, a slop fest. it was a slop yeah. fest. No quarterback. MBT barely topped 200 yards. No quarterback basically in the top 200 yards. MBT barely got over. 
So it was slop, absolute slop. It was everything I wanted it to be. The, the, the Toronto Argonauts secondary was nasty. The last two games of the season was absolutely key to them winning the Grey Cup. They were nasty. Dalton Schoen did get bottled up. Yes, three catches for 78 yards for Dalton Schoen's season is bottled up. Uh, oh, absolutely, especially on seven targets. It's just uh, they did what they needed to do. They were never going to win a sexy game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are, as you said, the best team in the CFL. But for this game, all the factors considered, Toronto deserves. The game plan was perfect, and uh, really, you know, perfect, if, if perfect, they had ki- perfect, if they had kicked that, <laughs> if they had made their first field goal, I mean, okay, this is not okay. I know that, and, and they're basically a blocked field goal and a punt return touchdown swung this like ten points in their favor, yes. and they still and they still lost by one. Yes. Now, Peter, we will get to you, and we'll get to your feelings, but I want to say. I'm not going to let Tyler you get away with saying you picked Toronto like you knew they were going to win. You were forced to pick okay, them I, I wanna, because I you were trying to, to tie the bread's pool. I, I, I will not I, let you get away I, with this. I want, the, I want the audio from when you to ask me what my pick was and how damn assured I was. I did not. Well, no, win, hey, I'm I not saying win, you didn't did put on a good the, performance. I, I think that's pred. kayfabe, man. I did not limp into the pred. I leaned yeah, to the pred. No, you and did I not go into it. I predated Toronto the week before with Peter, so it's not like as if like I didn't trust Toronto during this playoffs. I listen. I've you been did on a, listen, you, you did ask. I me can quite, go into our great. I can go into our group chat and find you saying, "Oh, I've got to pick Toronto now, just so I don't get last and or don't get second in the Preds pool." <laughs> I think I said that immediately before. After oh, the, so your feelings evolved over time? Yeah, there was a few days. It was like five days or four days between that and the pod. Okay. I changed. I changed my tune. Well, you're just salty because we got into a big argument, and I ended up being right about everything. No, this is just not true. It is. Just... Last of the, was was Jay last last of the Preds pool or no no third? that was Maddie B. <laughs> Although Matt ended on a heater, I did. No. I must say, Matt did. I mean, Matt was the end night, It was six and three, but in the last, in the over that's the all I have to say. I'll let Tyler gloat, but I want to put I'm it done, out I'm there with, that it's gloating. fake. I'm not, I want to hear what Peter has to say. We haven't heard from Peter in three months. Peter, the Pred King himself, you were down in the heat of Texas watching these people compete out on the prairie in Saskatchewan. What were your feelings? I was here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So I was in, I was in Portland watching, I forgot about watching that. the Grey Cup game. And, um, I mean, yeah, I think, as you guys have said, it's exactly what we've been, we wanted all year. It was a lot of, uh, a lot of mistakes by Winnipeg and everybody. I mean Toronto. Toronto on the other end, not so. And that's what we've been saying. You got it. You got to play Winnipeg straight up, no mistakes, uh, the entire game. And if you're able to do that, you'll, you know, you'll have a good chance of winning. So I, I mean, I think I think Tyler, you said it. Just the game plan right from the get go was so good. Um, they stuck. They stuck on the ground. Andrew Harris was a beast, talking smack the whole game. Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I I wish I had been so smart as you, Tyler, to pick Toronto. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'm you happy. still you still you still pulled it out. That's right. I, I uh, I'm glad you did because it really did. Uh, it not awesome. that I condone gambling, no. but we really had an over under situation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that I was 
getting really involved in. I was, what was, was crazy is if, if those two field goals went in, Peter, I think you would have won the Preds pool by one spread point. I think if the two field goals had gone in, that would have been by one. Peter did Peter, leave the room. Peter will be Peter will be back. I think he just uh, he just left the room unannounced. I think he's his, his nose was bleeding. This is a podcast first. Well, that we know of. Yes, I feel like maybe he's just been so quiet where, for about where, ten where minutes. Has Peter, where, where has Peter been going out since he got home? That's my uh, question. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, he was just at the clubs last night, and now his nose is bleeding. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, this is what I'll say about well, the hundred- so we, we, How did you feel, Peter? Your pred legacy is on the line. If those two field goals go both go in, right? you lose the pred pool by tiebreaker. Right, and I, I had foreseen that. I, I, had, I had understood that they were probably going to have to come down to a couple... Uh, you know, last minute field goals, and I uh, kind of like LeBron. I just I kept I kept telling. Him, uh, I, 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 I knew I, that I was told, gonna happen. I told Boris Beatty. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get blocked within the last couple minutes. I, if you do need a couple missed field goals, having Beatty kicking one of them. Oh, that's feels awesome! Good. That, you, <laughs> yeah. you start to feel confidence. Yeah. Beatty going uh, three he of six. Like a, three of six on the he day. He looks like a deer in headlights classic. every single time he misses a field goal. And I, I will say, this wasn't necessarily Mark Leggio's fault, but I, I think we all predicted that the uh, Winnipeg kicking game was going to come back and bite them in the buns at some point this season. And yeah, but then you think they're going up the against year. Toronto. Yes. Tough. Uh, Peter, I will give you a chance to go wash your hands because I will now go on a little bit of a rant about what I saw in the 109th Grey Cup game. Uh, did you see? Did you see an offsides on the, the one of the Pru Cup touchdowns? Br- brutally missed. Or excuse me, yeah, not on the deep. No, sorry, on the deep. Uh, false start on the. Oh, I would have to go back and watch that. It was brutal. I mean, Toronto was screaming for it. That was that was egregious. That was one call where I was like, when I when I saw that play, yeah. I thought maybe this is just like they want a Winnipeg dynasty. I was a little I was a little miffed. So I will say that I mean my key to the game, my player to watch was Brady Oliveira. If you had told me that Brady Oliveira would go for 82 yards, average 5.5 a carry, I think I'd be I'd be confident that Winnipeg was in a pretty comfortable position. Went just to hammer it home one more time. Uh, it took an absolute horrific performance uh, by their passing game, and more specifically, I want to highlight the Dakota Pru Cup oh, uh, throw in the early in the fourth quarter. Um, you're up by a touchdown. And I tweeted this out. I had to delete the tweet because I actually am illiterate and don't know how to spell. Uh, So grammar was a little iffy on that. Um, But you're Winnipeg, and you've got a 1,000-yard rusher, or you've got a back-to-back MOP quarterback. Let one of those people handle the ball in the fourth quarter of a Grey Cup game. I mean, it's... I, I, I know I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but don't throw the ball with your third-string quarterback in a one-score game in the fourth quarter of the Grey Cup. It was not a good idea. And so I don't know if that was Winnipeg kind of feeling themselves a little too much, getting a little too smart for their own good. Um, But that was just so interesting to see them make that tactical air there. Um, But I still, you know, all the way up until the kick got blocked, I was like, okay, Winnipeg's going to find a way to pull this out. Mm -hmm. When you had the face mask, 
mm. there at the end there, I was like, oh, those absolute bastards. That's How the did they get they away need. with yeah. this? Yeah, How did they get away with this? <laughs> like, you know, like the breaking, the breaking Bad scene. It was just like, they can't get this lucky. Caleros gets sacked, but it's a face mask. Now, but in the end, obviously, Toronto got the job done. It was all we could have wanted and more because it was a little sloppy, a little classy. You had the drama of MBT seemingly having a hand injury of some kind. Chad Kelly comes in. That does run, fairly that run, well. That scramble was amazing. The scramble was incredible. He takes an absolute shot at the end of it. Dude. Um, like, the, but, so stupid. So money. But <laughs> so yeah, money. I mean, and then one thing I'll say, my... It, <laughs> If, so, like I said, on Winnipeg's side, if you told me that Oliveira did what he did, I'd be, okay, great. On Toronto's side, if you told me that Curly Gittens had zero receptions and they still won the game, I simply wouldn't believe you. Ultimate, He's a top ultimate, five receiver ultimate in the league. Ultimate decoy. But he was only targeted. They only targeted him three times. I know. They targeted <laughs> Devaris Daniels 12 times. It's amazing. They, now, like, they, don't, they don't bait and switch. They made them think Curly Kittens was their best receiver. It, it, he, it, it was, it was Cam one Phillips. of the odder things. <laughs> but, yeah, you have Cam Phillips setting a career high in yards at 96 yards off of four receptions. Uh, so it's just interesting how things developed. Uh, but as Tyler said, I think the credit, all the credit really goes to that Toronto secondary uh, containing the Winnipeg receiving core, uh, which was incredible. So with that can I, said... Can, every, I, can I say one you, thing? Absolutely. Yeah, if you have, if for all the haters of the CFL, because uh, I know there's so many probably haters that listen to this podcast, and think that the players like don't care, or they're just there to like cash a check, go watch the Enoch Mwamba. Uh, that was the best thing ever. Like, like award presentation. Just, just watch it. These guys care. Go watch Chad Kelly's interview after the game, talk about his grandfather and stuff like that. People care in the CFL that play on these teams. And honestly, if you don't like, to, I know John how much you don't like Toronto. I think you should like Toronto a little bit after this game when you see how much it means to their players. Wow, was the Ouellette interview, post game interview, was that the best? When I mean, he was swearing, he, he Knox was great. Dude, that. they were all like, yeah, no, I, I will say, I <laughs> but the, AJ's the post the post game celebrations were awesome up and down the line. Uh, I think that's a great point, Tyler. And it and, perfectly and segues. He was hanging out in the stadium till like the last fans left, and he was just like giving them stuff, like beers and stuff like that. Like amazing. That's sick. Matt is getting on our cases because we're a bunch of fidgets, <laughs> and he's yelling. At but um, I will say that segues perfectly into our next segment, which is how do we feel about the Grey Cup awards? Enoch Mwamba took home a duel. Most outstanding player of the Grey Cup, most outstanding Canadian of the Grey Cup. I will say, I, I've thought long and hard about this, uh, I think they got it completely right. Uh, I don't think there's another player on Toronto that totally stood out. Initially, my reaction was, oh, they should have given most outstanding player to Ouellette. He had two touchdowns. But he really, he only had six carries for 24 yards. You now, two of those that. were touchdowns. Can't do that. Yeah, I mean, that's giving it to Prukop, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but did we all, that was my first reaction when Muamba got uh, most outstanding player, was I was like, oh, I feel like Ulet should have, but you look, you think back on the game and you're like, oh, I guess Muamba was more impactful, had, had obviously had that interception in the fourth quarter, which was hilarious, by the way. Um, but how do, how do we feel about the awards? Did they give it, did they get it right? 
I think it would have. I think it had to go to a Toronto defensive player. Yes. Jamal Peters is the other option. I like that. Um, you can't give but, defense individual awards, so somebody had to. They just had. They were just. That was a def, That was an award for the whole defense. That's a good point. Yeah. So I, I think they played. I think Jamal. I mean, we've talked about Jamal Peters before. Like he's right. a, he's a great player. player. I think he'll probably be on an NFL roster next year. Um, but. As MBT says, Jamal Peters is a freak daddy. He's a freak daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you no, know, no, I, I, I think Henock played great, absolutely deserving. Um, yeah, no, no complaints here. Yes, no red flags on our end. <laughs> Peter, thoughts? No, I'm with you. Um, You're with it. Okay. I think. I mean, if if Winnipeg had had pulled it out. Um, you, I mean, probably. It's probably yeah. not going to Caleros. Who who does take the a? a oh, Olivera gets it. I think yeah, that's. A, you know what's funny it. is I think it's dual MOP MOC if Winnipeg wins. Right. Yeah. I think they give it to Olivera just because. You Caleros know, I mean, is just uh, yeah bad game not to really to bring bring your A game. Eh? Uh, you know it's interesting. Some people have been saying. That Caleros might not be as good as everybody thinks he is. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Like, obviously, I think if you listen to this podcast, uh, you may be aware some people have a bias against Zach Caleros. Um, pre-dynasty uh, bias, to be fair, or pre-pre. No, it's really still alive and well. Okay, I'm waiting. Well, it, it was pre-dynasty. Well, it was pre-dynasty. Yes. through yes. the dynasty. Yes. I think. Like, now, well, before we go any further, though, well, I guess we can talk about this. is Winnipeg a dynasty? I mean. We'll have to see what happens next year. If they don't win next year, do they are they retroactively not a dynasty? No, they're just a team that won it. Good team. Yeah, back to back champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a cupcake COVID championship in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, no, it is I, like I think, such an LOL that they. I think they totally broke, like not broke down, but like kind of. I just, did, I mean, did not. Weren't weren't as refined as they were all season. I mean, yeah, this is what's crazy about football. Kept winning fourth quarter games, yep. and then bang, Grey Cup happened. I know that this is what I love about football, right? And you can say on the, you know, it, look at the NFL, and you talk about the, all the Super Bowls the Patriots lost. They lost them to crappy teams every time. <laughs> Two New York Giants teams. Uh, a Philadelphia Eagles team that probably doesn't win the Super Bowl in any other year, but somehow they, they hit this unbelievable hot streak. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm comfortable saying I still would I would pick Winnipeg 10 times out of 10. Uh-huh. I think they are the better team, uh, but that's, what's, that's why you play the game. And in football, anything can happen. Yep. And, yeah, you have I, – I, I'm, I'm – I will just say this is the kind of game that sort of reinforces my belief – that I'm skeptical, uh, and it's so ridiculous after the season Winnipeg had. But I'm always, I'm always skeptical. I just don't have as much faith in Caleros maybe as I should because I'm a hater. Because <laughs> I'm a hater is what I really am. But uh, he, he, you know, he has these games every now and then where you're like, what? How is this player the back-to-back MOP? And then he'll go out and toss four touchdowns on 10 attempts and you'll be like oh right right right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah this this was this was a tough one so it'll be interesting to see how Winnipeg bounces back from this if the band gets back together again that's the biggest question because after last year you know you had all these players returning 
Um, I wonder how many of those get back together for another run or if we kind of see the power dissipate throughout the league. But yeah, so we'll see about that. It'll be interesting. Does anybody have any final say, final things to say about the Grey Cup, or should we move on and talk? I got to just talk about the last two Grey Cups have been awesome, absolutely yes. fantastic. The last two Super Bowls have kind of sucked. The CFL is just a better league. It's a the more CFL throws heat. Uh, it's a more entertaining league. Uh, I will say this: like I, I heard this point about TCU. Like I forget, I was watching some stupid YouTube video, and it was like, "What's the point of sport? It's to entertain." Yes, right? it's not it serves about, no like, other purpose. It's, it's the pure purpose of it. I mean, if, if it wasn't for entertainment, then we just wouldn't televise it, and all the best players would play off TV if it was about sporting merit. It's about entertainment. We sell tickets to things. We sell concessions because we want to be entertained. The CFL entertains better than the NFL does. Yes. Also, same applies, for T, same applies for TCU. Is TCU the best team in college football? Probably not, but they are the most entertaining. So stop complaining and just enjoy the product. I think that's a good point. And I want to say, I want to piggyback on you, Tyler. Hello. Yeah, interesting. Piggyback off your point. There are a lot of haters out there, especially I saw some Toronto FC fans (laughs) who are all up in arms. And then, you know, I want to say, if you're a Toronto FC fan, and listen, I'm a huge MLS fan, but you support what could maybe be described as the seventh best league in the world. (laughs) And I love, again, I love the MLS. I love the Timbers. But if you're an MLS fan and you're like... Seventh well, best league in the world. It has to be way lower than that. No, it's... it's, 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 it's seventh. It's, it's up there. It's really what, solid. What are, what are the ones ahead of it? Premier so, League? Like, Power five. Pure, you're about seventh soccer league? Yeah. Or just... Okay. I thought you meant just like well, professional sports. No, 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 no. Dutch sorry. League. The seventh <laughs> best soccer league. I should be more specific. Sorry. Seventh best <laughs> soccer league. Like all the... Cricket League. 7th uh, <laughs> Soccer League. But if you have the gall to say, oh, the Argos, they're just, they're just in the CFL, it's just not as good. It, 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 it's not as good in terms of there is better top-end talent in the NFL. Right. But as Tyler said, why are we... Why are, why if, if, if the point of sports was only to watch the best of the best play, then nobody would go to high school games. Right. Uh, college football wouldn't exist. College basketball wouldn't exist. There'd be one baseball league. The minor leagues wouldn't exist. But that's not the point, Tyler, as he put so eloquently. The point is entertainment. And the well, CFL the, the does that. The real point. To satisfy, satisfy our urges for war. Yeah, right? interesting. So without sports, we're, you know, it turns into chaos. Yes. But it's also fun to watch. Orwell once said, no. <laughs> so now we will cr- officially crown our Preds king. Peter, I'm going to... Pull up a statistic now and tell you, tell you how how well you did this year. Um, let's see if we basically got... he's going to tell you how well I did at the same time. <laughs> I've, I've prepared. <laughs> a wise man once said, I've prepared a "If speech. you win the last game of the year, who gives a shit?" Yes. Well, he didn't win a lot. He, he, he won in overtime. Peter, you finished with a record of fifty-five and thirty-one. Uh, Tyler, of course, you also finished with a record of 55 and 31. Peter wins via tiebreaker, being closest to total points scored. Uh, in third was John, who finished with a record of 48 and 38. And finally, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And finally, Matt brought up the rear with a record of 45 and 41. So, Still everybody above 500 
That's good. I feel like I'm proud of our performance. Um, but looking back, Peter, what do you think led to your 2022 Hashtag CFL predictions. I have a comment on this after this. I have a a comment after this. But what, Peter? He's the prep king. uh, I would have to say that the largest contributor to this season was the uh, regular Winnipeg pick, which I didn't. I never got creative with the Winnipeg games. I picked Winnipeg because they won a lot. And... Uh, I didn't. I, I, that may sound extremely simple because that's what I am. Uh, but this is true. Um, that that's. I just. I, I didn't. I didn't try to confuse myself. I didn't want to. I didn't try to buy into any storylines that would. You didn't get emotional. No. No. It's strictly business, as they say. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had a. Uh, I had a week where I only predicted the last game of the week. Went one and three. That was classic. So back was back was against the wall, but you know it's it's, it's just what, it's what I live for. I I am better at predicting games than everybody I know. If you could give advice to Tyler, who came up short this year, what would you say he could do better next year? Uh, think of predicting points as a price price of rights price of of right price is right price is right thing right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Price is fucking right, boy. Just waking up. And uh you know, stay on the low end of points. It's never don't don't jump on the overs. Don't jump on the uh yeah. you know, the shootout type of game. It's just It's great advice. It's gonna be it's gonna be mellow. It's a Winnipeg game. Alright, now Tyler, you unfortunately got double second this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got second in fantasy. Of mm-hmm. course, I brought home the victory there. Yep. And you got second in the principal, heartbreakingly, via tiebreaker. There was once upon a time, I think, Tyler, you thought you were going to be the champ champ. Is that fair to say? There was there was a week. I don't know, remember what week it was. I think I might have scored like 100 and the, my highest point total in fantasy in one yeah. week. And, and it, you were kind it, of feeling it, yourself. I was feeling myself, yeah. So to go from that feeling <laughs> to getting double second via a tiebreaker, nonetheless, in the Preds, how have you processed the last few? Here's days? how I pro- here's how I process that, John. Peter doesn't come on the pod for like three months. There's no pressure for him to pray. He can just sort of like be in his little free headspace. It's different when you pred on the pod. You know it, and I know it. That people start talking, you start second guessing yourself. Peter had Peter had none of that. Peter was like basically like in permanent like pre ejaculation phase, like clear, <laughs> like a clear, like a clear head, like clear eyes, full like hearts, clear eyes, like lose. you know what I mean, like 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 po- like post, like just like the the clarity you have. What's it pre or pre or post? Post, post. Okay, you could have both. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not following the analogy. <laughs> no, no, pre- no, pre- no, pre- no pressure. No to pressure. Perform. No, no pressure to perform. No pressure to perform. So yeah, I think Peter. Will Diamonds be are made Pete, out of pressure. And he's a volatile. Pe- yeah. Peter will be on the pod more next season because he's not going to be studying for tests. So well, that's not entirely true, but he'll at least be on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm expecting more Peter on the pod next year. I think the pressure yes. next year, we'll, we'll, be, we'll put Peter back to where he normally is, which is either basement <laughs> or second to basement. No, man, I, uh, I I honestly, I mean, my fantasy performance this year was... Um, Bad. 
was lacking. And would it be that you spent multiple weeks allowing us to post a <laughs> roster of Canadian celebrities <laughs> without, without no they're real people you just they don't really play CFL football yes, and I you did. of course did not notice for I a few it. weeks I remember I, I can't remember who you guys put in I was oh. just like who is this when I looked at my roster I was like oh these are didn't we, didn't we put Gordon Lightfoot in there Gordon yeah. Lightfoot, Lightfoot Flutie Trudeau Bare Naked Ladies and the defense that was the defense <laughs> It's amazing. Yes. Oh, speaking Does of... Does not include Stephen Page. Oh, talk about the halftime show. Let's talk about the halftime show. So I can legitimately so say I muted the halftime show <laughs> and did not hear a single lyric. I cut a couple. I, I heard so. from Twitter uh, that it was not great, um, <laughs> no but I, I, com- I completely missed it. Um, Florida... Florida Georgia line. I, I have a I have a question for everybody. It's actually just Georgia line. It was yeah. It was one part yeah. of Florida Georgia line. So bad. Which they got to they got to improve on that. That they can. Improve uh, the long haired guy. No, but the, is he the Florida or the Georgia? I don't know. Haven't looked into it. That was bad. That was bad. But I will I will also say, I think people are blowing out of proportion how important the halftime show is to the Grey Cup. Yeah, who cares? I think it's I, I this is I think is a good thing, but. People are comparing the Grey Cup to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? And so, it's not there, right? Only recently have big bands come out and not played, like, two songs, you know? Yeah. It used to be that Green Day would come up and do two songs and then be out. (laughs) Right? So, now, bigger bands are performing, like, full sets. Yeah. And also, it is the CFL. Like, it is is the league below the, the NFL. But... I think it's a good sign that people are trying to draw those comparisons. And I, so I think if, like, people aren't drawing comparisons between the USFL or the XFL and the NFL. They're not saying, like, why, what, what do you mean? Like, why would I watch the USFL? But they are saying that for the CFL, which I think means that there is a feeling of competition between the two Interesting. leagues. Interesting. I so, think- that said, that does raise the bar for the CFL. I don't know if we're going to talk... About MBT's comments about Randy, or we can, dude. MBT does not give an F. Yeah, that man who also Farhan says MBT is going to retire. Did you all hear that one? No, I missed that. Okay, sorry. Let's bookmark that for later. Um, Let's talk about what you're saying, though. Well, so just just to say that the CFL is compared favorably to other leagues, or at least it's compared to other leagues um, to the the NFL. it seems like people understand and, and have the impression that it's greater than USFL, XFL, less than NFL. Um, but what that means is the CFL has the opportunity to raise its prestige and the challenge of not letting its prestige drop. Yes. Right? It can certainly drop into that lower tier of leagues and not, you know, the, the no man's land is a dangerous place to be. So to not be quite the NFL, but a little bit more than the XFL, you're always in danger of, you're in much more danger of slipping than you are of, of rising. So um, kind of the, the the little things, the Garrett Marino stuff, not that the NFL is perfect with personnel, <laughs> like <laughs> discipline things. Like, so and now we go to Cleveland. <laughs> so I don't want to, but... That kind of garbage is yeah. something that the NFL, as the Premier League, yes. can afford, but the CFL cannot. So you got to be very careful. Um, and then, yeah, like 
they've got a, a huge chance now with Toronto winning the Grey Cup. Fans, you know, at cheering really loudly. I think we all saw that at the Raptors game. Whew. Drake's now Drake. a fan. Six God. Drizzy's on it. The um, whole team's here now. <laughs> started from, started the, from bottom. the bottom. Yeah. And now we're here, of so, course. So uh, I think that was a big, you know, for, for Toronto to draw, what, ten to 15,000 a game. Yeah, if they can get that up to twenty, that would be awesome. Yeah, like yeah, that would be great. You know, they're they're getting outdrawn by a team which is in Winnipeg. Yeah, but Minnesota, I will say, Canada, I will say, China. Like you, yeah. if you're the what sixth largest metropolitan area in North America, you should draw more than ten thousand people to like a professional football. Well, there's there's more than ten thousand people in the city. So <laughs> I will have say, to get a, a small fraction. I will yes. say I love what MBT said about how other football leagues and other sports leagues in general are constantly protecting the brand by the message they send. And he highlighted uh, in the NFL, um, you know, if there's a if there's a low scoring game, all the talk is about how good the defense was. And I think we see the same thing. I, the biggest, uh, the biggest example of this for me is if you're of all our, if you're not familiar with the way that the SEC is talked about in college football, they can do no wrong. If a two and seven SEC team beats Alabama, it's because the SEC is so deep. If the game ends nine to six and is the most boring game you ever see, it's because the SEC defense is so fast. You can't score against them. There is, there's, it's always the SEC coming out on top, which of course is is BS. But if you say it, BCS, often, some would say. If you say it yeah. often and loud enough, yeah, Lex it, Arani, it, Lex Credendi, what we say is, is what we is, believe is what it becomes true. And I I, I love MBT saying that because it's so true. If, if people just talked positively about the CFL, and they're obviously we do a podcast. There's a lot of positive things to do. I think. People, it, it, it is, I think, viewing it from the outside, there is an inferiority complex that always rears its head with the CFL. And people want to crap on it just so they can frame themselves as not being inferior. Like, oh, if I like the CFL, it means that I'm second class. Which is just so not true. But it. But I love MBT saying let's just let's just like prop up what's great about this game. And I I couldn't agree more. T press. Would something like uh, I've been thinking about about this. Would something like that they have in at the Bundesliga here and Germany is the only country that has this of the in the soccer leagues where the fans uh, have a fifty one percent vote. Uh, a, a lot uh, of teams. Saskatchewan's fan owned. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see more fan engagement on that level and. Letting fans decide uh, a lot uh, more. Musical chairs at halftime? No. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, but, salt we, the we, I, I would say the, the answer is more uh, towards getting teams an owner like BC now has with uh, Amar Doman, who's just ready to, uh, and, and Edmonton has. Uh, you know, President and Victor Kui, who like are top yeah, level owner, businessmen. Owner, owners will come and go. You know what I mean? Like that's. that's I guess I don't know. I I think it's more about making the, you know, just just providing evidence of you you want prospectors to come through, right? You want people who can sniff gold in the hills and say, okay, I could go to 
like Victor Kui, I could go, you know, to, what was he at one Bellator? He was at one You combined two. He was at one FC. One FC, one sorry. FC. <laughs> you know, so yeah. a guy, and like a Mardoman, you know, he doesn't need to own a team. You know, he's got, he can go spend that money on expanding his, you know, current interests or, you know, diversifying his portfolio. But he wants the prestige yeah. and then also the return on investment of owning a Canadian Football League team. So if you can show, you know, I think that, you know, right now MLSE is getting calls from certainly Toronto FC fans, but uh, just people in general, like, just, you know what, you guys, you've got all these great sports properties, divest yourself of the Toronto Argonauts. Well, now it's like if MLSE has to decide. Are, you know, we want to get them to a point where yeah, they can FC be an asset. is the you know is the one that the the ugly duckling. Yes, um, but I, I but I think it's you know we're we're getting there. Obviously, BC showed this year that it's possible. Um, yeah, yep. I mean Montreal. Let's talk absolutely. about how well they did with Stern. Now I know he's kind of stepping away, but, but they were selling like, out. They were selling out. It's uh, just like McMaster. The very, it was very, awesome. You know, all Montreal did McGill. was they had a. Thank you. Owner who was active on Twitter and engaged, and a Just talking that shit, and a, and a social media team who didn't mind being a little irreverent, yes. you know, and, the and, horns. and talking crap, just being about CFL's the, the horns will continue until you can, you can, that improves. I think that stuff is yeah. definitely not only fair play but encouraged. No, absolutely. So it, it just takes it just takes a little bit of effort, but there's a huge return, yeah. um, and so now that that should be obvious to people within and without the CFL. So, before we get to our 2023 Preds, I do want to circle around to, I was watching a video uh, produced by the sports media company TSN, um, and if you're aware of it. Toronto Sports Network, correct? <laughs> That's what I call it. Um, Farhan Lalji was saying that it was around the Bo Levi Mitchell situation. Where is he going to go? He threw out that he wouldn't rule out the Toronto Argonauts because he said there's been rumblings that should Toronto win the Grey Cup, MBT may hang it up. And I was like, what? what? Well, he, the, he doesn't need the money. He's good. But I was like, there is no way a man who is that competitive. Doesn't, he doesn't need the money. He's, he's, he played in the NFL for a number of years. Yeah. Like, he's financially secure. Um, but... I was uh, gotta run it back. I, well, a you gotta run it back. B, there's no way a man who was ready to fight his entire coaching staff over not calling a cha- a challenge. It was a challenge. <laughs> it was a challenge, and the man's ready to fight them. Like that guy's ready to hang it up. I thought that was crazy. So I'm interested to see how that plays out, um, and then obviously interested to see how that plays out in the context of where Bo Levi Mitchell ends up. Um, but just something interesting to think about as we head into the 2023 season. So, good segue. We're going to go roundtable here. And really, there's no structure to this. If you've got spice, lay it on the table. If Maybe you've got a, this team's going to win the Grey Cup. Maybe you've got, this player's going to explode and have an MOP season. Uh, really, whatever is on the table, uh, it is free reign. If anybody wants to open it up, they can. I know I've got a couple. Uh, who's got some 2023 prints? All right. This I was thinking about even before I knew that MBT might be retiring. 
But I think the Toronto Argonauts will repeat as Grey Cup champs. Wow. Behind Cody Fajardo. No, no, that is that is so spicy. Dude, that is I can't, so I can't see. Hot. I can't see. That is so oh hot. Blinded by the spice, I will give I my chances of that happening zero percent. I think Cody's more likely to be out of the league. That is again just so not true, Tyler. They said it's more likely if those are the two. If those are my two options, Cody's out of the league or Cody. Is the Toronto quarterback, and he leads into a great cup. Which one would you choose, John? It would. It, it still would be more likely that he's the Toronto I don't know and wins the great that. cup. I, I Get out of here! I see what you're saying, Tyler. If we're, if we're breaking down two time, if we're breaking Western down final participant, that is a hilarious prediction, Matt, because it's so <laughs> false. I've got mine. I I don't know. I, I was. It it was. It's an, not spice for the sake of spice. It was an intrusive spice. thought. Oh. It was an intrusive thought that I had repressed. Yes. But then when you said MBT, like that was the whole thing. It's like, well, no, MBT, like just signed an extension. So yeah, obviously he's going to be the quarterback. But now that I know that is now vacant potentially, I was okay. like, it, it bubbled back up. That's, That's your That's fault, John. You I know, made that happen. I, uh, you know, pr- prior prior to the Grey Cup, I had kept seeing things such as, you know, the CFL has got to, you know, build up every other team against Winnipeg because they always win, you know, a bunch of whining. Yes. Peter yeah, loves Winnipeg. Peter, just admit that you like, you're a Winnipeg fan. Just admit. I like Winnipeg I like, yeah, because I that's what I'm about to say is it, despite their loss and, um, you know, I think they're maybe a stalled offense ability from years prior, um, Offensibility. Two, two words. Offense ability. Offense ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I predict Shakespeare that did it. Why can't I? The yeah, I believe that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will win the Grey Cup next year. Um, with Cody Fajardo, as not a not with Cody Fajardo because that would be crazy. Um, You're crazy. What what I what I hope is that they win the Grey Cup so that my prediction can come true, but I'm also predicting Caleros doesn't win MOP. Okay, mm. interesting. So you're gonna do two preds before I get even one in? Uh, yes, I, I did too. Do you yeah, have? I was gonna say Matt. Do <laughs> you have? Do you have somebody who's going to win MOP, or well, just an anti Caleros? I would like to say that Nathan Rourke. Oh, win MOP, except I'm gonna refrain from speaking. the sabotage has begun. Speaking Mr. Rourke name. caught the flu and had to push back some NFL workouts. Wonder how that happened. Amar, well done. Does he not realize how beloved he is one year in? It's interesting, Peter, because I don't want I, I, I have two preds. Please, I'll continue this Grey Cup pred. Uh, the 2023 Grey Cup champions. Going to be hoisting the field, or hoisting the trophy at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, is the Calgary Stampeders. Oh shit! Why so, Jay? They are going to wisen up. I love. They're going to pound the rock. Jake Mayer is going to get more starts. I've been saying for so, like I would say Jake Mayer is going to get more starts. It's likely. I've been that one. I think you're saying I've been the most pro Jake Mayer guy (laughs) (laughs) for a long time. No, but I I think I think I think. So one of my big things, and I know this can always change, but I think Calgary is going to be able to bring back 
I think Calgary will be uh, what Winnipeg did last year, where they bring back the most talent. They need they need a they need a they need a number they need a receiver though. They do need another receiver. Obviously, you've got Bagleton. I I would think Malik Henry stays though. He obviously had a great breakout season, so maybe he gets some interest from uh, the NFL. But yeah, they do need Phil Pot as well as a, a Phil. Phil Pot's a freak. Need to develop. Yes, but I mean, but I I, I think Calgary wins, and then I have an MLP prediction, which you know. Time is a flat circle. We end where we begin. The 2023 great, uh, 2023 MOP will be none other than Jeremiah Masoli oh in the greatest comeback season these eyes have ever seen. I love it. I cannot wait. I do these love that. Tyler? I cry. These eyes are going to watch Masoli throw a bunch of touchdowns. Is he under contract for this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tyler? Um, I would just like to first say before I press something: Is Adam Bickel recovered from getting trucked at the goal line yet, or is he is he still is the, physically? Yes. You should emotionally know. You should tweet him and ask. Okay, I might it tweet hurt him, him right in the feelings. Just right in the feelings. Um, my prediction is that Winnipeg takes uh, a pretty big step backwards, um, just simply because Dalton Schoen is not going to be on the roster next season. He will be playing in the NFL. Um, at least on a, at least like as a backup or a fourth or fifth receiver, he's going to have an NFL contract. I think of all the players I'm most certain of going to the NFL, potentially, I'm most certain about Dalton Jones just simply because he's healthy, hasn't had any injury problems this year. Didn't really have, I mean, even his bad game was still an 80-yard performance. Like That was his worst game. He's really, really good. Because he's just really, really good. I think he, really good I think he gets rostered. And I think, you know, they, they've kind of got... He was a big part of why they were so good this year and why they were able to. You're going out on a limb there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not, but I, but I am. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but, I am, but I am. I'm saying, but I am saying. I am saying that they 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 caught lightning in a bottle, getting you know the best season out of Kenny Lawler, and then Kenny Lawler leaves, and they get the best season out of of Dalton Show, which we was not even drafted in our fantasy draft. We'd never even really heard of him. I picked him up just being because he had like two good games, and I was doing terrible at fantasy, and he ended up being. One of the the best fantasy receiver this season, so and just best receiver in the CFL this season. So I, I just I don't think that happens a third time. Uh, and then when you look when you start to look at the roster, once Sean is gone, and you look at that receiving core, you need guys like Rasheed Bailey who had a, a bad season. He's, oh yeah, he's got it. He he's going to have to turn it around. And does that mean he changes from the slot and back to the slot, or do they keep him outside? I, I just think Winnipeg. You know, it's really hard to build dynasties, uh, and I don't know—is this ankle injury lingering into next season? Like, we don't—we don't. These are questions. There are questions that, about what the Winnipeg team is going to look like. Uh, I love your prediction about Calgary. I think they're the maybe, maybe we could be the most confident about what their roster will look yes. like next season, which is in the CFL. Like, you know, is is very good. Toronto, Toronto is the kings of the East until some degree. Otherwise, I will say that Montreal made huge strides in the second half of last season. They have so, a lot of free agents, though. Yeah, I know. They and have so, a, a lot of... Uh, they're, I mean, Gino, Wieneke, Hergé Mayala, um, a lot of their... Trevor Harris, a lot of their talent is a free agent right now. So and Montreal's I, got I, a lot of work to do. Where's Gino looking? Ha- Hamil- my Hamil- and my Hamilton prediction is they're going to continue to be mediocre. I think that they they have more than just a quarterback issue. They their defense wasn't that great this season. It took steps backwards. You know how many more seasons? How old is Simone Lawrence now? You know, I, you know. Uh, 
One time, Simone Lawrence came down, sat in my chair to give him a haircut. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 150 years old. (laughs) Hold on. Before we get any further down the road, Tyler, this is the hot take time. So we're going to have to press you on your Winnipeg friend. Not just a step back, but we need either a miss the playoffs or a... Where they're going to finish? They're going to finish third in the West with a record of sixty-nine and sixty-nine. They're going to finish third behind who? Calgary and BC. Yes. Interesting. I, I, no record prediction. They're just going to finish third. That to, is, it, that is a We're massive. You. You're being pressed. I don't. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. Eleven and seven. That's a really good third place. Yeah, well, the West, that was, I mean, yeah, but 11, the 11, and, six, but 11 was... and 7 for them is such a regression, which says how good they are or have been, right? Like 11 I mean, and third seven. in the West this year was 12 and I, 6. I, I will predict that. Uh, yes, that's true. That they will not lose a game to Saskatchewan next year. Either. Oh, that's a good one. I have a <laughs> love that. My, one. Fu- my Saskatchewan wins. And I will. I, a prediction. Uh, this is a good. Is, Edmonton will win a home game next season. They will. Edmonton's going to make win. the playoffs next year. No, they won't. Edmonton they will, will make the playoffs game. next year. They're, yes, they're 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 we've, gone, we've moved from hot takes to things that are no. never going. To so many like, have said that. But imagine if, if Winnipeg or if Edmonton picks up. Uh, some good players, a better Trevor coach. Harris. If Trevor <laughs> Harris comes back, if they pick up Neil <laughs> Lewis, you know, like we could see something. Um, if Trevor no. Harris decides to leave a great gig in Montreal and go Edmonton back to Edmonton, just team. had what many are calling a 21 week mini camp. I know Matt, <laughs> Matt said this. Said Matt said this on the pod a few weeks ago. No, oh, the pieces are coming together <laughs> for Edmonton. They are going to stop make it. the playoffs. Stop no, it. No, I will not stop it. I will not stop it. Um, all right. Corny. This corn, season corn dog. has wrapped up. We're going to talk. Hey, dude, Taylor Cornelius is a baller. He just needs a little bit I of I said it. You, I think you, tra- you dragged him while I was trying to give him props. I just said that I don't think he's for sure the starter there, which oh, I think okay. is fair. Because you think it's Trevor Harris. No. I, this Trevor Harris thing has nothing to do with my beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, let's let's wrap up this season that was. I think we've got a, got a lot of Preds going forward. Um, I will say there has been some talk about doing uh, some off-season movie reviews. Ooh. Uh, so you will be hearing from us. Obviously, we'll get into free agency come early 2023. Uh, but we'll, we'll be taking, I think we may be taking a, a couple weeks break yeah. here. Over the holidays, I mean, what what you can that we what we can guarantee is a free agency preview. Yes, free agency first week reaction. Yep. draft and preview, then a, and then a free agency uh, recap once it's all said and done. Yeah, after and the draft, yeah, draft, draft action. So, that, so for four, for sure, we've got four coming for you. And then we'll be doing a few. If there's big news, we'll hop on. We'll talk a little CFL. Do a little. Do a little movie review uh, yeah, for you. Movie reviews. Were, it's uh, gonna be good. Um, Just saw the menu. I've got a great idea for uh, the song bits. Okay. Isolated vocals song bits. Oh yeah, I can. So I, I, I will I, win. You, we'll should do, a, we'll you should get a stem player, and you can do all those things. <laughs> we'll bring competitions. We'll have game shows. Uh, we're gonna start gonna a YouTube good. channel. We're gonna have some fun going forward. Um, I will we're gonna, say if we're going to buy we're going to buy a we're going to buy a Tesla Cybertruck. We're going to have Kanye on. If you guys if listeners want YouTube like let us know because we did not get a huge amount of traction compared to the the pod. We it's, did not so. put it on Reddit. I I made a post on Reddit 
with the pod, and it got three upvotes. When was this? Uh, a few days ago. Oh, nice. Got so people are listening. Okay. With that being said, and I think Reddit. I think we need to like push stuff. We're gonna push stuff more on Reddit. I think if we put yeah. the content on Reddit, people will. We see are it. gonna push this. Okay. This episode will be on Reddit. Um, all right. With that being said, thank you all for listening this year. It was a wonderful 2022 season. Feels good to be back to 21 games. Um, I love the CFL. It's the greatest league in the world. Uh, one day I will be owning and operating the Edmonton Elks. So it's just a matter of time. Um, then Victor, they really won't win a home game. Victor, if you're listening, <laughs> everybody say goodbye for the season. Goodbye for the season. Peter? Um, I vow, now that I have made the predictions pool my my woman. That's I would, nice. I would, <laughs> I would, Peter, do I you would, think before you speak sometimes? Yes. I, I will be... Um, working on my my fantasy yes. performances. Yes. I will be working on getting above a hundred. I will be working on setting my lineup. If I'll you be working on picking a team that doesn't get injured halfway through the season. If you set your lineup nineteen of twenty one weeks, I feel like you can put yourself in a good position. <laughs> well, John, I put myself in a great position this year in the uh, predictions pool. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you knew I won. All right, enough with that. Tyler, say goodbye. Uh, it's been a great season. Sucks to go second, second, but I've been steadily improving at all aspects of CFL. I was the yep. I was the te- the worst when we started the pod. I was terrible. I didn't know anything, and Peter was still beating me, not starting his players because I didn't yep. no no more dark horses. I know who the players are in the CFL. Yep. Uh, yep. All right, guys. And, and, I, we and will I will see miss, you. I'll miss you all. Uh, oh, well, miss you all, but we'll be here. Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, catch us on Twitter at Shups and Preds. Email us, shupsandpreds at gmail.com. Catch us on YouTube. Catch us on Reddit. Get your questions in. If you have, an, if we have enough questions, we'll do a recording of just answering questions. Love to see it. Peace out, y'all.